Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mimi B Podcast. I have two very special guests on the show today. We have Lauren and Maddie Orlando. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. You know, Maddie and I were just talking earlier about doing a podcast and what topics we should talk about. And we both came up with talking about something really motivating and positive and inspirational during this time because, you know, so many people are struggling with mental health, with staying positive, staying motivated. And it's really easy to get into a weird place, especially in 2020, because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're in a quarantine, weird times, all that jazz. So yeah, let's just have an awesome conversation today on mental health, how to keep ourselves up, what we do, all three of us, um, to keep our spirits high, you know, good habits to have, things to do if you're feeling down, um, and just some some good talks like that. But before we get into it, I just want to ask both of you for new listeners that aren't familiar with you, um, maybe do you guys want to both give a little background on yourselves? Obviously, you guys are sisters and you have your podcast, The Sister Diary. If you guys have not listened, um, you definitely need to go check it out. But just kind of a little bit of a background on what you guys do just for the listeners that are new. Yeah, thank you. You want to start us off? Sure. So Lauren and I are actually both also from Toronto, just like Mimi. Um, I'm 24 and she's 15. So we have a big age gap. And that is kind of why we want to start a podcast together, because we feel like we can provide a different perspective on all the things that we talk about. But personally, I um, am so I said I'm 24. I since I finished university, I've been working kind of on social media, I do a little bit of YouTube stuff. And then I also have a clothing company called Artless that I've been working on for like a year and a half. So I'm so excited for that to finally come out, hopefully very soon. And yeah, other than that, um, I'm very into health and wellness and fitness, just like Mimi. And we love podcasting together too. Yes, of course. And I've been on social media since I was around eight years old, I think. So it's been a few years now, but I started (laughs) on YouTube. And now I guess I make YouTube videos, TikTok, Instagram, you know, all the social media platforms. And then of course, we started our podcast a little over a year ago. So it's a big focus of ours right now, but mm-hmm. honestly, I think we just love everything social media related. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, honestly, as much as social media is amazing and we all love it and, you know, it's made all three of our careers almost, you know, I, I really like a huge part of me and I'm sorry, Lauren, for this, but a huge part of me is really grateful that I didn't grow up with it. Like when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. It's like really, it can be so destructive for our young brains. Like how have you had to deal with it because you are a bit younger? Like what, how, what's your kind of relationship with social media? Um, And before you answer that, I was actually talking to my old high school teacher last week, which made me think about this topic, um, Maddie, when we were talking earlier. And I asked mm-hmm. her, I was like, because we were catching up, but we hadn't spoken since I was in high school, but she's my favorite teacher. And um, we caught up on, on the phone and I asked her, I'm like, okay, like what's, what do you feel like the difference is between the students that you had, let's say six years ago, seven years ago versus now? And she deals with 14 to 18 year olds, right? And she said, honestly, depression. 
she's like, mental health is on a huge decline. And, and it's literally because of social media, because of the, you know, massive amounts of technology now. Like, it's so sad. Like, how do you deal with it all? How have you felt like it's impacted you? And like, do you have any limits with it ever? Yeah, I would say that definitely social media is a big part of teenagers' lives now. And I don't know if my experience is the same as other kids just because I've almost grown up on the internet. So I've like shown such a big part of myself online. But I do think that going to a regular school and being stranded by, you know, like my mm-hmm. friends that don't do anything social media related, I do have like, I've experienced both sides of it. So I would say that now teenagers are just very connected all the time. Mm-hmm. We're always with our friends, even when we're not. And I think it can be hard seeing all these people online. We talk about this a bit, Maddie, on our podcast, mm-hmm. but just trying not to compare yourself to people that you see online because you're surrounded by all these photos of like girls that you just think look perfect. And I mean, I feel like it's human nature to compare yourself mm-hmm. to other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about yeah, you, Maddie? I, um, I definitely struggle with comparison as well. I think most people do, but I've kind of realized and like tried to consciously think about what I'm actually looking at and realizing that you're only seeing such a small part of someone's life. And it's honestly probably not even reflective of what they actually are like or what they look like. Like it's so easy to edit your photos or even just, I know when I take photos, we take like 200 and then I pick the best one. So I'm like, wait, does my body even look like what I'm putting on social media, like sometimes it's kind of weird to think about. So I think a huge strategy for me is just trying to, when you do consume social media, like be conscious about what you're doing instead of just scrolling and scrolling and kind of getting stuck in that like unconscious state where you're just consuming, you're um, passively consuming. hundred percent. Yeah. That that's the state, like the mindless scrolling state it messes with you so hard. Like it is the one thing, well, one of the things that really brings me down to that person that I don't like being like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the, it's the quickest thing to bring me back into that bad state. Um, and it's tough because at the same time, you know, like it can be such a beautiful thing and you connect with people and this and this and this, but like the mindless scrolling, like you don't even realize you're doing it, but you get into a hole. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't know about you, but I like turning my phone off at night and in the morning, I don't turn it on until after my morning routine because I know that it will just mess up my day. Like how many hours do you think, do both of you guys think is like an appropriate amount of time to be on our phones? Because like, I don't even know. Okay. I would say like an appropriate amount versus how long I actually spend on my phone. You're going to die when you hear this. Okay. Well, it really depends on the day. But I would spend like eight hours sometimes on my phone sometimes more than that and I feel like that's pretty regular for kids my age which is kind of insane like Maddie and Darian our other sister they're like appalled by the amount of time that I spend on my phone but I think it's hard because everyone always expects you to answer so quickly Mm -hmm. and for the most part you know that your friends are on their phone like 12 hours a day and so I feel like people just assume that you're going to be like there and you're going to respond to their text as soon as they send it. So that kind of keeps me like on my phone all day. Yeah. I also think that's something that's different with Lauren's age group. Like 
if I text my friend and they don't respond for like a few hours, I just assume that they're busy. But Lauren and her friends don't text, they Snapchat. So you can see when everyone opens it, when they're active, you can see on the map where they are. So it's like, you just know way too much about what they're doing, I think. And there's that pressure to respond super fast, which maybe affects um, that age group's mental health more than it would affect ours, just because there's that social pressure to always be communicating. And it's insane how many people your friends, you and your friends talk to. Like I talk to my close friends on a regular basis, but like how many people do you talk to? Like hundreds. I would say, well, it's different because Maddie, like on her Snapchat, I swear I'm one of her best friends on Snapchat. Because I don't Snapchat. She Snapchats like three of her friends. She's like, yeah, but they're my friends. Like that's why we talk. But I feel like for kids my age, that's more just how you keep in touch, especially now that it's been since March, since it's been since March, since we've all seen each other. Mm -hmm that it would be just weird if we went back to school in September and then I hadn't talked to anyone since March. Like I talked to most of my grade, I would say, on Snapchat. It's and crazy. even if we're just sending pictures of our face, I feel like it just helps people stay in touch. It's so crazy. It's so weird. Like in such short amounts of time, like generations can just change. So mm -hmm. Lauren, do you feel like your generation is generally more depressed or have more like mental health issues than let's say Maddie's generation? Yeah, well, I would say that like a lot of my friends struggle with their mental health and it's like become a pretty regular thing now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, it's just become so normalized versus I think when you were a teenager. It's hard for me to say because I don't really yeah. know what it was like for you guys as teenagers, but now I would say it's a pretty regular thing. One thing I would say is obviously like clinical depression or a mental health disorder that's been diagnosed by a doctor, I feel like is different than feelings of depression and feelings of anxiety. So maybe when Mimi and I were 15, we felt feelings of depression and feelings of anxiety, but we didn't talk about it as much as it is now, which I think is a good thing. Like having that conversation out there is really important, but that may be why it seems like it's more prevalent as well, just because mm -hmm. there's more openness around mental health and people's struggles with it. Yeah, 100%. What do you guys, so have either of you, obviously you don't need to be super like open and delve into all your problems, but have either <laughs> of you like kind of dealt with not like even depression, but just like mental health, like anxiety or just like, um, you know, feeling down about yourself some days, like, and if so, because obviously pretty much everyone in the world has felt this, like, how do you deal with those emotions, like what are some of your actionable go-to tips when you've been feeling kind of down or just like insecure, not feeling good about yourself or just not good enough in general? Like what are your kind of go-to ways to change your headspace and your mindset? I would say for me, like the biggest thing that I guess I struggle with is like, um, like feeling anxious because I have a very like, type a person you know what I mean mm -hmm. we're very just like I'm a perfectionist and a people pleaser so I feel like that's something that I don't know is hard sometimes but for me like preparing and knowing how everything is going to be before I go into a social situation like that is really comforting for me and then also sometimes just like doing things that make me uncomfortable so I can grow from those experiences like mm -hmm. yeah I would say there's always a balance between making sure your mental health is in check, but also continuing to push yourself because you don't want to be limited by that pressure or that stress because I think stress and anxiety in small amounts or like 
amounts that you can control is good and it, it does force you to grow. But obviously, you don't want to live in a state where you're constantly anxious and you can't function. So I totally know what you mean by that. But yeah. I think in general, when you're feeling down or when you when something external from you happens and you feel it like you have that feeling in your body where you just feel bad about yourself or whatever it is. I think realizing that that is just it's kind of like a decision whether or not you let it affect you. And I always try to look at it like if it's going to matter to me in a year or five years, okay, I'm going to let myself get affected by it. But if it's some stupid drama or someone's mad at me or whatever it is, and it's going to pass, then I try to not let it, uh, I guess, upset me that much or affect my day. Like I don't want to let that ruin my day because ultimately you're kind of making a choice whether or not you let those external things really affect you. And I think you get better and better at it. Yeah. And I would also... I would also say that recognizing what's making you upset, Mm -hmm. what's making you sad, anxious, whatever it might be, and then doing what you can to try and like minimize your exposure to those things. Like for example, on social media, if you're constantly seeing pictures of people that you're comparing yourself to and you, it's not making you feel good about yourself, then unfollow some accounts that aren't, Mm -hmm. you know, good for your mental health. Or if there's people in your actual life, like your friends. Yeah that um, are just upsetting you, maybe distance yourself from them. Surround yourself by good people and on social media, like follow accounts that make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, you need to be an active participant in your own life, kind of like create the life. I know you always say this, like create the life that you actually want to live instead of just letting things happen to you and then reacting to them. I think that's really important. And also something I've kind of realized recently is that you're not going to wake up and automatically be happy like that's for people that's not really a natural state where you're just like I'm so overjoyed and happy right now so it's a a, like you have to put effort in and it's a work in progress I guess always to be happy and every single day you have to decide to be happy and to have a great day but I think by putting that work in whether it's through a morning routine or journaling and setting your day up for the best and most successful day that it can be I think that's really important and valuable Yeah. Oh my God. I love all of this. Everything you're saying. It's so true. Like truly, truly so, so true. And I think the more conscious that we are, like for me, the thing that's really helped me in times of feeling really low, because I still go through crazy mood swings, definitely around the time of the month. (laughs) Um, The thing that really helps me is like just being (laughs) aware of my thoughts like understanding that they're just thoughts and being in the moment with them and not letting them take over my mind unconsciously because it's our default. When our, when we get Mm -hmm. thoughts, we react them unconsciously 99.9% of the time. Right. So the less that we do that, the more that we actually just become conscious of our thoughts and, you know, decide whether or not we want to listen to them way easier said than done, but that's definitely super important. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community. They have thousands and thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people like you and me. So if you want to join Skillshare, you can explore new skills, you can deepen existing passions of yours, and get lost in creativity. I've been taking the Skillshare class. Um, Context is key. Social media strategy in a noisy online world. 
by Gary Vaynerchuk. And essentially, I'm just trying to refine my social media at the moment. So that's why I've been watching a few more social media type videos. Um, I'm really trying to learn more about that at the moment. Even though I do have a presence online, I feel like I can always learn more. So it's a really cool class. They have so many classes, though. Literally everything from like productivity, film, marketing, everything. Skillshare is a great way to refresh your creativity and explore beyond your areas of focus. So you can break up your routine by exploring workshops, classes, and so much more on Skillshare. Most classes are actually under an hour, so they are short and they can fit any schedule. So explore your creativity today at Skillshare.com forward slash Mimi and the first 1000 people to use this link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. So receive free access to thousands of classes for a limited time only. Be one of the first 1000 people to sign up at Skillshare.com forward slash Mimi. Now back to the episode. And then sometimes it's really bad and you just have to allow the feelings to happen and you have to feel them I think but as long as that's not an everyday thing it's fine and I know you always talk about your bounce back rate I think that's super important like don't get yourself in a state where you're just letting yourself have bad days over and over again like you have the power and the responsibility I think to get out of that state and to make yourself happy again the world is not going to just make you happy without you really trying which maybe is a misconception point that no Maddie, that's like such a good point. And thinking back to my past when I was a victim, I was way more quote depressed slash down Mm -hmm. and anxious. It's because I wasn't taking responsibility. I was always feeling like there was something external that should be happening, that should be helping me, that should be putting me in a better mood. And honestly, the moment that I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to become my own best friend here and I'm not going to rely on other people and I'm always going to be there for myself and people come and go Mm -hmm. and they're so consumed in their own lives. It's not like they don't love you. It's like, you know, of course, you know, we always have people in our lives that are there to support us, hopefully. But at the end of the day, us, we are always just going to be the ones that need to make that decision for ourselves. And it gets so much better from that realization Mm -hmm. onwards, honestly. For sure. And I think the best, or sorry, I think the more that you're your own best friend, the more that you'll know yourself and then really understanding yourself, I think also creates confidence and confidence is a super important thing to have in your life. If you want to be happy, I think confident people generally are more happy. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny. I was doing this like intense journaling the other day with my new like coach. I got this coach girl. I love her. Um, (laughs) And she was getting me to write down all these um, big answers to some questions. Like, what do I hate most about my past? What do I, you know, like really intense stuff that like, I don't really go into as often. Um, So it was really emotional. And like, I just went through all those answers that I wrote down about what do I hate about my past? And it was a lot about you know, how it was uh, many things and ways that I acted that always went back to doing things for other people and like needing validation in external ways. Mm -hmm. And I literally just wish I could go back in time and tell like my teenager self, like these people don't matter as much as you think they do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you 
being authentically you is like the coolest thing about you. Like, you know, we blow things up at that age, especially mm-hmm. do you feel, and I feel like Lauren, you're like wise beyond your years. So I can easily just say that in front of you. <laughs> um, and how old are you now? You're I'm 15, 15. That's what I thought. So seeing, I want to like, just pick your brain about the people around you. Like, do you, do you feel like there's like just so much pressure or are you kind of more in a friend group that like everyone just supports each other, whatever. But you know, at the same time, like people like showing off, like, is it still a big thing in kind of your generation? Yeah, it's definitely still a big thing. I think having older sisters has helped me because you guys went through that and you felt that pressure and you guys talked about it. So now I guess like that's why you said that I'm wise beyond my years. Like, thank you. But I would just say it's because I'm the youngest sibling. And so I've heard everyone else's stories and lessons mm-hmm. that they've learned. That's definitely, <laughs> I'm just thinking about what the stuff I say to you. You're like, oh my God, not again. Like <laughs> the very broad, like philosophical questions about life. I say to Lauren, I'm like, have you ever thought about this? Like what part of your personality do you not like? <laughs> Sometimes just drops these things on me and I'm just so caught off guard, but it really makes me think. So, I mean, I guess it's helping. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. That's but so I funny. Would, <laughs> I would definitely still say that there is pressure to fit in with, whether it's a friend group or I don't even know, like your own friends even. I mostly just have a few close friends. Like that's how I would prefer mm-hmm. to... I don't know, like that's how I prefer to socialize just with a few really close friends and then just be nice to everyone else around me. But I think it's, so I think that there's less pressure in my friend group, but I definitely see it with other kids in my grade. And I see other people like trying to change who they are to fit in with like the popular kids, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and I mean, I feel like we're all guilty of that, but I also just try to be myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so yeah. tricky. Yeah. And Maddie, when did you – oh, sorry, I interrupted you. When sorry. did you go through that realization of, like, kind of – because you don't really – I don't I don't feel like you care that much what people think of you. Like, you kind of – you're no BS. Like, when did you kind of go through that realization and, like, what triggered it? Like, when does it come? If, if someone listening right now is like, oh, I still really care what people think of me, like, what kind of what kind of advice would you have for that? Like, when does it – how does it happen for you? I would say for me, I definitely cared a lot what people thought all through high school because we grew up in Oakville, which is, it's not even like a small town really, but everyone knows each other and there's mm-hmm. a lot of gossip. So that was definitely something like, I was even reading back on messages that I had with my friend from high school. And I was like, we were so mean, like the stuff that I just couldn't even believe the way that we spoke about other people. So that goes to show just like how we felt about ourselves at that time. And then even in university, I went to Western University, which I'm sure you know, and similar type of like everyone wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in with everyone else as well. And people kind of thought what I was doing was a little bit weird, like the social media stuff and the Mm -hmm. stuff that Lauren and my brother were doing. So I definitely still cared at that point, too. So I think it was actually mostly after I graduated where I was like, wait, like what are what do why do I care what other people are doing if, first of all, they probably wish that they were doing something that's more unique and interesting and having a career like social media where you can have that lifestyle? And secondly, I just, like, don't really know them anymore. Like, I kind of drifted from a lot of those people that I met at school, and I just stopped, really stopped caring about what they thought. Yeah, and I feel like a part of that is that, like, 
you went to school, uh, high school with all the same people. And then a lot of those girls and guys, I guess, went to Western Mm -hmm. University that you went to. So after university was maybe one of the first times that you'd ever been surrounded by different people and like had the space to be like, wow, these people's opinions don't really matter that much to me or they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I think also being in Los Angeles kind of put that into perspective too, because the good thing about LA is everyone does their own thing and really doesn't care. Mm -hmm. There's so much flexibility to be yourself and like do whatever you want there. And I think that helps just to like open my eyes to being like, okay, why do I actually care what people from Toronto think if I'm not even friends with them anymore? Like now still, sometimes if I post on social media, something that's like kind of weird, I'll be like, oh, I wonder what those people that I went to high school think about this. Or am I posting too many stories or anything? But I'm like, honestly, I don't really care. And I think it also just comes from knowing yourself and having that confidence. Maybe I don't really know, but yeah, definitely was I a think bit later is. for me. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's from like the more that you explore yourself and understand yourself and become friends with yourself, mm-hmm. confident. I honestly feel like you get because you know the happier you are with you, the less that you care about impressing others. I feel and um, yeah, you know it's so funny to think that you know we used to care both of us so much about what people mm-hmm. thought of us because honestly the second that I started just being me like maybe it took a couple months or a year or two um with all those people that I cared so much about what they thought of me and they never gave me the time of day now they're you know like messaging me saying you know like hey how are you like what's going mm-hmm. on um so it always happens that way you know at the end of the day you know not to bash them or anything it's just human nature like you know you mm-hmm. it's kind of like that hard to get thing right it's like the people that just want your attention all the time. It's easy to kind of shove them, you know, under the rug, if that's the right term. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, if they're doing their own thing and they're super confident, like people are attracted to that. And it's so funny because I used to think that confidence was um, something that people were born with. But the more and more Mm -hmm. I grow and live, I feel like it's just... A habit like it's a personality trait that you can select and put into your 100%. personality if you want right and it's one of those things that you can just like fake it till you make it with it like so many situations I've just like pretended I was confident and then like just did it and then it naturally just came about you know yeah for sure yeah. yeah I've heard a lot of people say that a lot of successful people say that confidence is a practice and it comes from getting to know yourself really well. Um, I know you love Ed Milet too. Like he says, keeping promises to yourself, like saying that you will show up for whatever you told yourself you're going to show up for. I think that's super important. And yeah, just deciding every single day that you're going to be a confident person really helps. And it's a practice and a lot of work, but definitely not necessarily something that you're born with. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something that if it was something that you were born with, then it wouldn't be something that you could develop. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think anyone, well, actually, I feel like when we're younger, we're all confident. Yeah. Like so babies. maybe you are born with confidence, but then I think when you're a teenager and whenever else it might be in your life, as you get older, I feel like your confidence gets like worn down by other people, Yeah, by <laughs> other people, by yourself. And I feel like that's something that you have to continually work on. Right. And then when you're older, a little bit older, you kind of 
realize that those are just stories that you've learned through your adolescence, I guess. And you have to kind of unlearn all those stories and just realize that that's not the truth. Like the things that you think in your head aren't necessarily true. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, okay, so let's talk about like inspiring, motivating stuff right now. Like where do both of you, I know you both have big goals. Where do you want to be in five years from like an emotional level? Like what are the advancements that you want to make internally? Obviously, you know, there's things, there's amounts of money, followers, whatever, but just from like an emotional level, it, what do you want to improve on internally in the next couple years? Both of you. What do you think? Good question. I would say one thing that I will like, I definitely have to work on is being or not being, I guess, a people pleaser because even though now I recognize that other people's opinions about me, like I recognize that they're not important, but they still bother me. Like, I don't know. I think when I go to post something on social media, like Maddie was saying, Mm -hmm. I'm still like, Oh, I wonder what my friends are going to think of this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I hope that in a few years I've gotten to the point where I just don't care at all. um, And I can just do what I want without worrying about what other people think. Yeah, that's good. A good point. I would say letting go of perfectionism as much as possible. I think I hold myself to a standard that's too high to be, it kind of like hinders me in a way. So obviously you want to do everything as well as you can, but it's never going to be perfect. And I'm not really the type of person that's like not going to do something because I'm worried about that. But I feel like I like after the fact, I'll be overly critical and that just makes you feel bad about yourself. And then is just negative. Like, why do you need that negativity? So I'm trying to stop creating negative. I'm trying to stop creating negativity in my own life because I feel like we have enough of that externally. <laughs> yeah. Really good answers. You're so right. And like, I've been going through this new wave of like inner growth recently. And the thing that I've realized in such a huge way recently is like, because I'm a perfectionist, just like both of you, (laughs) we we can all Mm -hmm. be self-entitled, you know, type A perfectionists. But something I've I've really realized recently is that, like, it sucks to say it, and the perfectionist inside of me, like, absolutely hates this fact. Like, she wants to rip it out of my thoughts. But perfectionism doesn't really exist, or being a being perfect doesn't really exist. And like that thought, that perfectionist side of me. It's just like, no, Mimi, it does exist. You can. And I know Mm -hmm. that something really close to it does, but it's a maintenance thing. Like even once you get quote there to your dream career, like dream life, dream relationship, whatever it is, even when you get quote there, you're still going to need to work to maintain it. You 100% will still have bad days. You'll still be down on yourself. So what what's the point of it? You know, the point of it is trying your best and being nice to yourself throughout the process and truly enjoying the journey and like just living through every milestone. Cause then you see these people that have it all. And then they're like, you know, I'm not happy. And it's like, how, Mm -hmm. right? So if we don't learn Mm -hmm, to love life now, when we quote, get there, we still won't know how to do it. So, you know, it's an evolution and don't get me wrong. You know, achieving milestones and achieving goals like it's so fulfilling but it definitely like in my experience hasn't 
you know, made me feel like I'm 100% there in the whole world. Like we have this global misconception that like, once we get there, we're just like in this blissful, amazing state and like, we're never going back and we've just <laughs> made it. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind right. of my, and if you ever think about anything you've achieved, sorry, if you ever think about anything that you've achieved in your life, I feel like once you achieve it, if you think about how you felt at that time, you weren't, you didn't feel like overwhelming bliss. You weren't like, that's it. Like I've made it. You're just looking toward the next thing. So I think that's a great lesson and thing to remember. And something I always say on our podcast is I always want to find a balance between being present and living every single day and just enjoying the moment and actually being there, but also being future focused and looking toward the future and always wanting to achieve because that also makes me feel really happy but there has to be somewhere in the middle there where you're not just sitting in your, in your life and been like, be like, okay, I'm happy. Like this is it. But also like not only living in the future. Yeah, I agree. I think that there is something very motivating about having goals and wanting to reach them. But I don't think that can be the only thing that you're focused on Mm -hmm. to the point where you're not living presently and you're not recognizing the little joys in your life every day. Because I think one thing for me is that when I'm in the moment, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm having fun. This is good. Um, But I'm not like, oh, I'm so happy right now. This is the best time in my life. But then when I look back at that moment, a few weeks later, I'll be like, wow, that I just wish I could be there right now. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I feel like you really have to enjoy things while they're happening. So true. Yeah. You have to enjoy the little things in your day, too. Because I think we always look forward to big events like vacations or whatever it is for you. But those vacations only happen maybe once, twice a year, if we're lucky. So we need to enjoy the other 300 whatever days in the year where we, I feel like sometimes we spend those days looking forward to something that we think is better in the future, but we really need to focus on what's happening right now. You're so, you're so on point because I was actually reading this quote the other day and it was this like random, like success account that I follow. And the quote (laughs) said something along the lines of like, if you don't like intensely enjoy your cup of coffee in the morning, you're never going to intensely enjoy the yacht. You know, like it was like Mm -hmm. something random like that, but it's so, so true because if you can't find happiness in the little things, like as if, you know, you can expect to get that for the, like, it doesn't work that way. It, it's like, you just have to have that preset in your mind for all things that make you happy. Right. And just like live in the moment and savor and enjoy it. Right. And mm-hmm. it's so, yeah, you know, most people don't realize that until they get there and they're like, wait, this isn't what I thought. And right. I guess like, we're just also lucky to learn from people that have been there. Cause I know that you guys do lots of, um, you know, like you learning and, and I know, you know, Maddie always listen to all the podcasts I listen to as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, lots of learning from people that have already gotten it, that already have it. And that's like such a such a wise move, I think, for a lot of people in our generation. You just learning from people that already have what we want, that have done it before. So mm-hmm. what other like just to kind of wrap everything up from both of you, what are your kind of top life lessons slash hacks slash tips and advice that kind of you've learned over the years that can create a beautiful life with healthy, you know, mental thoughts and Mm -hmm. low anxiety, good vibes. 
Mm. I would say make up, sorry. I would say wake up every morning and decide how you want your day to go instead of letting it happen to you. And maybe that means turning your phone off in the morning until you've gotten to a place where you can be conscious and get into that state where you can make a good decision. But I think all too often we just go throughout the day and don't live consciously enough. And then we wonder why we don't feel positive or we don't feel happy. And like we were saying, kind of romanticize all the parts of your day that seem routine, those little things. And just, I think, be as conscious and aware as possible because the more conscious you are, the more you get to control your life. And we do have a responsibility to create the life that we want. Yeah. And I would also say that being grateful for things and Maddie, you've told me about how you can clarify this, but (laughs) having a list, like writing down what you're grateful for every day makes you a happier person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I learned that in psychology. I think um, showing gratitude was the only predictor, like in the study that they did of increased happiness of all of the things that you could do. Yeah. And I think when you are in a bad mental state, it can be easy to only see the negative, which is why I think that writing down what you're grateful for, or even just thinking about it, mm-hmm. recognizing all of those little things that you have to be grateful for will make you a happier person and will help you stay in a more positive mindset. So good. Oh my God, that was such an amazing episode, you guys. Thank you so much. Can't believe Thank it's been you. 40 minutes. That went by real quick. <laughs> they Honestly. always fly by. So good. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this of course. was so Thank you, Mimi. Yes. And where can everyone find you? Obviously, you have your podcast and both of your Instagrams, just if they want to come follow you and hang out. Where can they find you? My Instagram is just Maddie Orlando. And then our podcast is The Sister Diary. Yeah. And you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and my Instagram is Lauren Orlando 88. And then all of my other social media, it's just Lauren Orlando. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you.